Hey, Shalomon, Miss Real, we're going to go ahead. We're going to do an Akiem chop up on the rise and fall of Samson, parts one through four. And uh, hopefully, y'all can get something out of this. So, uh, tell me, uh, Akiems, what, what did you get um, uh, from this? We, we'll start with. Um, uh, We'll start with you, Elijah. Let's go. So one of the things that I noticed in this um, study was, once again, Samson fell into lust with um, I, one or two women in this passage. I can't remember, but he he didn't bring, he, didn't, he wasn't using all of his power, like you said. He could have read the word, he could have prayed, he could have fasted, but he didn't do any of that. Another thing that he could have did, since he was just you know walking around not doing anything, he could have had an accountability partner with him as well to constantly remind him what the scripture says uh, and why he shouldn't do the things that he did what what, what what were some of the things that uh, we could do and, and you know another thing I wanted to say on, on that was uh, and then we are going to what are some of the things we can do you know to, to help to prevent that from happening to us today as men of Israel is I noticed that, like, uh, in the beginning, in part one, I believe, was his dad. No, it was part two. I think his dad has said to him, uh, is there not a daughter in Israel that you can take to your to wife, right? Now, 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 that right there, I think, was the root to the problem, right? Because they, they were not raised customarily to do what these wicked heathen women were doing. You see what I'm saying? And there was really nowhere, no one there to tempt them, tempt uh, them to with money, large sums of money to entrap Samson. You see what I'm saying? So I think that that was a huge thing right there when he disobeyed his father, right? And, and because his father was there, and, and it's sad because his dad died. His dad didn't. His dad died knowing that he had made a lot of unrighteous decisions. So I know that was that was sad, you know. Um, but um, yeah, but go ahead. So, I'm, you know, the Bible says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery, and thou shalt not fornicate." But he didn't do, use all the power that he had to prevent that from happening. Uh-huh. And we, and I and one of the reasons, maybe I don't know this for sure, that he may have been attracted to the women of the strange nation there, the Philistines, is probably might be because of the way you know they acted. It was different, and it attracted him. And it was a natural weakness of his. He knew that, but he didn't do everything he could to allow the Lord to strengthen him. And he didn't have, apparently, because we read it, and it didn't sound sound like he had any brothers that he could come to for a scripture that he could use to encourage him and strengthen him, or to fast with and pray with. Or maybe, he could have did all that. Or maybe, so, maybe perhaps he did have someone, but you know how it is when you want to, when you want to do what you want to do. You're not going to bring people around you that's going to discourage you from doing what you want to do. You're going to try to get away from them. Uh, It happens all the time, you know, especially in the world. You know, if someone wants to go out to the club, they're not going to call up a brother and say, pray for me before I go out to the club. You see what I'm saying? Because they want to go out to the club. So nine times out of ten, they're going to go out and they're not going to tell anybody that has a, a somewhat strong connection with the most high. You see what I'm saying? So it's got to, it's got to, it's got to come from within. You have to have that. You have to have a relationship with the Most High, and you have to come to the knowledge of who He is, or else you're just gonna live like a heathen, even if you're an Israelite. 
Another thing that I saw in this message is, uh, again, how prideful Samson was. Samson, again, thought that everything, every, everything that he had, everything that was going right in his life was because of him. His, you know, his woman that he had, and him being able to get out of that city when he went to, you know, go and lay with the prostitute. He thought that all that was because of him and his wisdom. Well, that was wisdom that he had to be able to go there and know that he had the strength to get out of the city. It was all from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what he forgot. That everything that he had was from the Lord. His strength, his wisdom, um, you know, everything that he had, his health, all that was from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when he realized that around the ending of the book, you, we see he humbled himself and said that, you know, it was the Lord. He realized it was the Lord that gave him that strength, and it was only the Lord that could restore it to him. Yeah, well, you know, at the end of his life, because that was like, um, that wasn't the total end of the book. So I was like, it's the end of Samson. Yeah. At that point in the book. Okay. Well, what you got, Zeph- Zephaniah? Uh, well, one of the things I noticed was how Samson, Samson really didn't throughout the whole, throughout his whole uh, story, he didn't really think very much about the things of the Lord. He constantly thought about what he wanted to do. He thought about what he wanted to eat, who he liked, who he didn't like, where he was going to sleep. He was thinking about a whole bunch of fleshly carnal things, but he didn't think much about the spiritual things. And we can see that near, near the end of his life when he was taken captive by the Philistines, that's when he really started to think about the things of the Lord. And part of that was because, you know, he had nothing else he could do. He, he was chained up. But I also think it's because he lost his sight. Sight seemed to be a big issue for him. We, the Lord talks about um, the, the uh, three temptations of man. Um, the, the lust, lust of, of the, the eyes, yeah. the lust of the flesh, and the, and the pride of life. I think Samson Sorry. particularly suffered with the lust of the eyes. That's an interesting point that you bring up because he could no longer lust with those eyes. That seemed to be like the epitome of his life, to be able to look on a beautiful woman and look at her body and just look her up and down. And the Lord took that away from him because the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord is a jealous God. Gone. Gone. Come on. So I think that that shows that that shows through in that in that last segment where they put out his eyes. Because once he didn't have his eyes anymore, then we see that he started thinking more about the Lord. Because the things he could see, even his own achievements, like him slaying a thousand men and him ripping the gates of uh, Gaza out of their hinges along with the bars, him being able to see those things, they filled him with pride. Mm-hmm. We can especially see that when he said that he has slain a thousand men. Samson was talking as though he was really astonished at that, which shows that, you know, he was very proud of what he had just did there. It amazed he, him. He had even nicknamed the jawbone of, of the ass, you know. He, he, he just took it. If he if he could put, could have put it in a glass uh, showcase, he probably would have did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and put yeah. it on his, on his shelf, you know. I mean, yeah, you're right. You know? So it seems like, basically, his eyes were what caused a huge amount of struggle for him. Because through his eyes was coming lust and pride and all types of things. But once he lost his eyes, all of those temptations 
could no longer really affect him because they were coming through his eyes. And once he didn't have them anymore, then, then his mind was able to be clearer and he was able to think more on the things of the Lord. And we see that a change in his attitude in the end, near the end of his life. When he talks to the Lord, he was very respectful with how he was praying to the Lord. He didn't have any, you know, he was, he was very humble. We could see that. So we could see that, yeah, the lust of his eyes was a huge problem in Samson's life. And he failed to take care of that. When you notice a sin in your life, when you notice something that you're struggling with, something that's a huge issue, you got to take care of that. The, the, the word tells us to cast down wicked imagination. When something's coming against us, we cast those things down with the word of God. Let's, let's, let's um, deal with that, um, that lust of the eyes right quick. Give me uh, 1 John 2 and 16. Let's deal with that right quick. Let's show Israel that this is in the scripture. Because we, you know, we, if we can say it, but they have to be able to see it. So it'd be 1 John 2 and 16. This is, this is one of the struggles that he had. 1 John 2 and 16. Uh-huh. For all that is in the world. This is all that's in the world, Israel. This is all that's in the world. Okay, come on. The lust of the flesh. It's either, God, it's either the lust of the flesh. Come on. And the lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes. And the pride of life. Or the pride of life. And what, what does it say pertaining to that? Is not of the Father. This, these things are not of the, are not of the Father. The, we notice in advance, you don't have to do everything and experience everything. Solomon showed us that. All right, come on. But, uh, but is of the world. This is all worldly all worldly okay go ahead now that, now that I'm looking at this scripture here it seems like uh, he also struggled with the pride of life particularly the pride and he had in his own strength we can see that uh, when he was when he was constantly lying to Delilah he was playfully you know playing around with her he was playfully lying to her because he knew that those those things that he mentioned to her weren't really going to weaken him. But the thing is, after he did it once or twice, he should have saw the correlation there. Every time he told her something, he was always bound by that thing, and the Philistines came. So, Samson was a smart man, so I'm sure he should have noticed that she was working for them. It should have been fairly obvious at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But he, we see that he didn't mention it at all, which shows that he didn't care, because he was too prideful. He thought no one could bring him down, which is the reason why he didn't really care if she was a spy or not. All because right. he knew, he, he thought... He had confidence in his own strength. Yeah. Right. yeah. He thought that he couldn't be brought down, even if, no matter what he told her, even if she was a spy working for them, it doesn't matter what they do with him because he was he was invincible. That's a good point. And that's why he, like I said, when he when he was going out of the city, he broke those bars off because he knew that he knew his enemies were somewhere around watching him, waiting. You see, so he, he did that to mock them. You see that? But see, that just goes to show you that when we do things, when we take what the blessing that the Lord gives us and we use that blessing to somehow mock our enemies and the Lord did not intend for them to be mocked like that, right? That's why I say abuse of power. Remember I told you that? Only use your power when you have to. If you have to curse a heathen, only curse, don't just go around cursing heathen, heathen you curse, heathen you curse. Only curse those that you have to curse, those that try to curse you. You see what I'm saying? 
that confounds them and teaches them to fear our God and, and his servants. But when you just walk around just just using your power unrighteously, that's when the Lord, you, the Lord, you get the Lord's attention in a bad way. You see, because the Lord don't, the Lord wants us to, no matter how we represent the Lord, we want, we want, we want, um, the Lord wants us to represent him righteously. Be a man that has control. Even though you can crush someone, like I said, when I went down there and talked to the old, the old man down there, I could have crushed him. But the Lord knew I could have crushed him. But the Lord, he weighed what happened. And he weighed what I did as it pertained to what happened, right? And, and and I handled that righteously. I talked with the man. I didn't put hands on him because he didn't put hands on none of my family members. You see what I'm saying? So because of that, the Lord blessed me. Now, have y'all had another issue with him? No, you see no. what I'm saying? It had the same effect as if I would have tried to now if I would have tried to put my hands on it, then the Lord would have said you see that has been unrighteous then there might have been more trouble coming our way probably you see but by me handling it righteously not off of the emotions or a, a big mouth of a woman by me following my God doing as he's pleased I didn't have to suffer nothing after that you see so this is the why this reason why we cannot allow ourselves to be uh, led by women. We have to follow the Most High as men, and we won't go. We won't go wrong. Come on. Oh, I wanted to cover something concerning sight again. Give me, uh, give me John Saint John nine thirty nine through forty one, and then I'll let you take it over again. St. John 9, 39 through 41. John 9, 39 through 41. Come on. And Christ said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see. They which see not might see. That's us, Israel. Come on. And that they which see might be made blind. That's the heathen nations. Them that, like right now, they got the Ashkenazi Jews in our land. They don't see. They made blind because they're not the real Jews. Come on. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words uh-huh. and said unto him, Are we blind also? That's Israel, right? Listen to what he says. Jesus, Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. See that? If you were blind, you wouldn't have no sin. But because, come on. But now ye say, We see. Therefore, your sin remaineth. That's what happened to Samson. <laughs> oh, you know where you're going. You know what you're, you know why you were born. You know why I brought you into the world. You know what plans I got for you. This is what the Lord is saying to every single one of his people, his Israel. Oh, you know, huh? Remember Ezra's. Ezra's asking the, the angel all this and all that. And the angel said, answer me three things and I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, speaking of Christ, 
This thing is there, something else, boy. There was a man that was blind that Christ healed. That's what I... Can you find that? Can you find that? Can you find it? You know what it is? That we got to read that because that's what I was trying to find. That's what I was trying to find. We got to get that. 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 Hold on. Uh-huh. We got to get that, Israel. Hold on. Oh, yeah. You got it? bring it to you, didn't you? John 9 and 41. Uh, you might as well start with 40. You know what? I actually, just start with 39 all the way down to 41. John 39 through 41. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, Oh, this ain't it. This ain't it. Doggone it. But you can read it anyway. For judgment, I am coming to this world. A day which see not might see, and that day which see might be made blind. Mm-hmm. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see. Therefore, your sin remaineth. No, this is saying the same thing, just slightly different. Uh, you got it. Do you want to all find it? I have a story of two blind people, I believe. Okay, what does it say? Matthew 9, 27 through 30. And when Christ departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying, crying, and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to, came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Pull, pull your mic up some more to you. Pull your mic to you, the whole mic. There you yeah, go. Yeah, let me hear how you sound. Then touched he their eyes, yeah, there you go. saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Mm-hmm. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Okay. Yeah, that's not it. I don't think that's not what Zeph was talking about. I know what you're talking about. I ain't found it, though. But anyway, go ahead. We can go, we can go ahead. We can go ahead. 
Um, that is that is one thing that I wanted to point out with Samson too. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure Samson knew a lot of the laws because his parents most likely taught it to him. But he chose to believe what he wanted was like an exception to the rule, mm-hmm. probably with the Lord. And this is what caused, you know, this this was a sign of his pride. Yeah. He, he was thinking, you know, I'll do this and I'll repent. I'll do this sin and I'll repent and everything will be fine. But the Lord, he was in control of all of it. That's the Lord right. knew exactly when Samson would be most vulnerable and when he wouldn't want to repent at the time and he'd lose his strength. That's, That's right. exactly what happened. That's right. It was when Samson was a very, you know, very tired and he wasn't ready for the enemy to come to him. And he wasn't ready for his hair to be cut and for him to lose his strength. The Lord knew all of that. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's one thing, very important lesson we can get from the Lord. Get from um, Samson's story. That we need to honor the Lord's word above what we think. God. What we believe. God. There are some times in life that we think we have the best option for something. Like we, we map it out. We say, if I add two to this, two dollars here, maybe four dollars there, seven dollars there. I'll eventually have what I need, but that may not be what the Lord wants. That's right. Because he knows the future and he knows what what we can what's better for us, what's the best for us. That's so right. it's just it's best that we call on the Lord and pray before we do what we do. That's right, that's right. And it also keeps us in a humble place too, because shoot, Samson, he was struggling with pride before he even got the strength of the Lord, I believe. He was he, he was just he was struggling with pride before the, the Lord even gave put the strength on him if I if I remember correctly. Yes, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, because I think the first thing was the first situation was when his dad said you should get a, a daughter. Even it wasn't just his dad; it was his dad and his mother. They both was telling him you need to you need to get a daughter of Zion. And Samson was probably saying, "No, it'll be all right. I, I've got this." Yeah, he wasn't disrespectful to him. He just didn't take their advice. Yeah. Uh huh. Come on. So he was putting his own thoughts above above the Lord's word mm-hmm. when he tells us that we shouldn't marry strange wives. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that it'll be all right yeah. instead of just following following the Lord's word. That's right, F- following our traditions. But that's basically it was it was it was the tradition and it also command also. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what we did. We didn't marry strange women. And, and like I said before, for anyone who believes that Moses did that uh, of his own will, he did not do that of his own will because remember, he didn't even know that he was a Hebrew. He had married her before he even knew he was a Hebrew. So anyway, he, he was married to her before he left Egypt. Come on. So even our our best um, strategies, that's the best thing I guess I could say for something. Oh, I'm sorry, not before he left Egypt, but after he left Egypt when he got together with... Um, what, what was uh what, what was uh the the uh the man's name that had the daughters? Jethro. Jethro. Jethro and his daughters. He didn't know. He still had. He was still discovering who he was. Then that's why the Lord had mercy on almost and gave him grace, even though he married Zipporah. Come on. So even our best strategies and um our our you know our our prestige our abilities they're nothing in comparison to what the Lord can do through us if we allow Him to guide us. I that, think that's one very important lesson we can get from Samson's story. I think that's one reason why the Lord does not reveal to us everything he can do through us. See, because he wants to see. That's why we don't hear from him that often. The Lord might speak to us through his word every now and then, like directly to us. Other than that, 
them angels is watching. You see what I'm saying? Because the Lord knows our human nature. He knows when the cat's away, the mice are play. So the Lord knows that he want to see if we're going to be obedient when we when he when, when we think when we consciously don't think the Lord is watching or listening or if we're going to just do what we want to do. That's why the Lord don't always be, you know, speaking to our spirit and stuff like that because he's watching us. Most of the Lord watches us more than anything and listens to us. He gives us instructions, then he lets us go. Watches us, see if we're going to obey him for for a long enough time. And then if we please him by our lifestyle concerning his commandments, then he comes and he blesses us. And he does it again. He leaves us for a while, then he comes again and he blesses us. That's how, that's how the Lord does. He doesn't just constantly be blessing you always in your ear. The Lord don't work like that. He don't operate like that. Because he has to give you a span of time for you to operate faith from that last blessing. Time. Time. Come on. What you got? So um, another thing is Samson had a gift, and we all have gifts that the Lord has given us. But for the most part, Samson used his gift for himself, for his flesh, for its gratification, instead of using it for the Lord's glory. We see that that cursed him in the end. Even though Samson did do um, mighty things through the with the Lord, um, through the Lord with his strength, it's it just didn't give the Lord as much glory as it could have gave him. Uh, and that's the same thing that we can do with our gifts. We can give the Lord some glory with our gifts because it's from the Lord. It's gonna gonna give the Lord glory. He's he gonna gave get his glory. He's gonna get his glory one way or the other, whether it's uh, under the title of a proverb or under the title of a righteous man. He's gonna get his glory. But yeah, yes. But he can get more yeah. if if we just if we're willing to follow him and do what he tells us to do and to not rely only on what we want. The Lord does not want to destroy us. He does not want to see our enemies triumphing over us either. But we equally must think the same way. We must not want our enemies to triumph over us. That's why the Lord allows us to see things on the news, to hear things on the internet, to read articles, to see how our enemies oppress us and how they treat us so that we will hopefully wake up and see that this is this thing is real, right? And align our thought patterns with the Lord's. Gone. Gone. What do you have? Um, I have one more thing to say, and then that's okay. it. <laughs> Zedekiah. Zedekiah and the Bible. He realized that the Babylonians, they weren't, they weren't a righteous nation. They were wicked and they were strange. And he wanted to fight them and to defeat them. And that was a very good thing. Mm-hmm. It was a very good thing, but it was not what the Lord wanted at that time. And he didn't go to the Lord for what the Lord wanted. The Lord wanted the Babylonians to be over our ancestors at that time to teach us a lesson. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that him wanting, not wanting them over us, you know, in the past, that was that was a very good thing. It's just that it wasn't what the Lord wanted. And that's an example of what we want over what the Lord wants, our that's pride. Right. That's right, because there's, there's things that must be learned. And, and when the Lord does something to us, he's not, he's doing it to us, but he's thinking about the nation. We have to start thinking nation. We have to stop thinking individual like. 
We do these podcasts for our nation. We don't do them for just us. We should do them for us first, but they're ultimately for the nation of Israel. Done. Done. And for the and for the uh, the other nations too, because they need to know what's coming down the pipeline. They need to know who we are. So that they, because they have to be righteously judged how they treat us and how they talk to us and how they respect us from day to day. They got to know who we are because the Lord going to judge them based on how they treat us and talk to us and deal with us. Come on. Uh, well, one thing, another thing that I noticed in Sam, about Samson is that throughout the story, we notice God is mentioned less and less as Samson's life goes on. Uh, you know, he, he mentions uh, the Lord when he's dying of thirst with the Philistines and when he was born, you know, God was mentioned, but God slowly starts to slip out of Samson's life. And this is because, which is what God warned Solomon about, of the strange women that he was around who didn't know anything about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because Samson's mind was so preoccupied with them and their minds were so preoccupied with other things, it took his heart away from the Lord, which is what the Lord warned Solomon what happened to him if he were to marry a whole bunch of strange wives, which he unfortunately did, but that's we're not talking about him right now. Gone. That's, that's what happened with Samson. Samson's heart was slowly turned away from the Lord through all these strange women that he was with. Now, can you imagine if Samson had 300 wives and 700 concubines, he would have been finished. Gone. Samson wouldn't have been worth nothing. See, the Lord, he said he's not going to put on us no more than we can bear. But will with the temptation provide a way for us to escape? Samson would have been finished. All them women. Come on. Uh, when we when he got to the part part where he had slain a thousand Philistines and he was dying of thirst, he uh at least remembered the Lord. Then you know, and he prayed for the Lord to save him from death, uh, from dying of thirst there. But when when he was with Delilah, and he told her the real secret to his strength. By that point, Samson had, Samson had been, his mind had been away from the Lord for so long that the Lord was of such little importance to him at that point that he didn't even notice when the Lord had left him. When his hair was cut, it said that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him and he didn't even feel it. I think uh, there was, there was Saul, for example. Saul, at least, even though Saul was disobedient to the Lord, he at least was close enough to the Lord that when the Lord's Spirit left him, he knew it. Mm. He felt it. And he immediately knew that he needed to get it back. Mm. Which is the reason why he wanted to he wanted to find Samuel so he could get Samuel to talk to the Lord. Yeah, and, I think I think I think the reason why, because the thing is about about uh about uh Saul is Saul the thing about Saul was every time the Spirit of the Lord left him, the evil spirit hurry up and came on him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that was his indication because he was being troubled by evil spirits. I think the evil spirits really wanted Saul's butt. But see, the thing is, is that remember Saul was a king too. So that just goes to show you that how uh, the higher that we go, the more valuable we are to the to the hitman, which is the devil. You see what I'm saying? He's not worried about the little peons because a lot of times 
the kings, who's ever over them, can run them. You see what I'm saying? It's just like in a home, right? You got your, you got your, you got the husband and you got the wife, right? So who is the devil trying to get? He's trying to get the husband or the wife. He ain't dealing with the kids first. You see what I'm saying? He's dealing with the husband and the wife, the one that's over the kids, because you get them, and nine times out of ten, you get the kids. You see? So you see how strategic the devil is? You see? So you got to understand this is what you're up against. You're not up, with no, up against no petty anti-criminal. This cat, he's strategic. So you have to be even more strategic. Like Joshua said, as for me and my house... And, and, and I'm talking about as an individual. Now, your house is your temple. Your temple is your body. As for me and this house, I going to serve the Lord. This temple is going to serve the Lord. Come on. Oh, God. Yeah, come on. But when he had gotten to that, when he had gotten to that point where he had lost his strength, he had such little connection to the Lord. And the Lord was of such little importance in his mind that he didn't even notice that the Lord had left him. And so he said that, you know, he'll get out of this situation just like he had done before, but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. That also showed how his pride in himself has superseded his faith in the Lord because he said that he will get himself out of the situation like he had done before, as though it was him all this time that had gotten him out of all those situations, which shows his um, wicked mindset at that time. He had forgotten that the Lord was the one who gave him that strength to get out of those situations. It was ultimately the Lord. But Samson had eventually grown to trust in his own strength. And so he said that he would get himself out of, the, out of that situation just like he had always done before. But then when he tried, he couldn't. And it was then that he realized, he remembered, rather, that it wasn't him. It was the Lord. It was too late by then. This is also the reason why I believe Samson had to die. It was, sad, it was a sad end. But it had to happen because Samson was a judge, if we remember. Earlier, the people had made him judge, which is ruler over the people. It was the equivalent of a king back then. So Samson was king over his own people. So the Lord required a lot out of him. And the people, even though they're not really mentioned too much in the word, we know that they were looking up to him as their leader and looking up to him as an example. And he was not a very good example, which is the reason why the Lord, he he had to sacrifice his life at the ending there as an atonement for what he had done because the Lord has to make an example of him to show what he requires of his leader. I like I like the way you put that, how you, how you had to make a sacrifice, an atonement. That's right, yeah. And that's what the Lord requires because he's a man. The Lord is a man of honor. He's a man of his word. And he does, he, he commands that we too, men and men in Israel, follow that same example. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, also, one other thing, though, is that the Lord is merciful. We see throughout Samson's story that he uh, he actually, there were signs of Samson's impending destruction. The Lord was giving him signs. The, the biggest ones was with Delilah. Uh, she tempted him three times, and, you know, the Philistines came against him. That was three times the Lord was telling Samson what kind of woman she was and that Samson shouldn't be anywhere near her. But Samson didn't heed it. Because he was too, he was too haughty, too lifted up in his own pride, and he thought it doesn't matter. 
because I can get out of any situation they throw at me anyway. But that 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 was the wrong way to think. Huh. And that's the, that's why you know that's why what happened to him happened. The Lord was giving him signs. He was given plenty of signs, plenty of times throughout his life, but Samson didn't heed them. And if you notice, like even though he had this spirit of pride on him, right, and whoremonger, the Lord was still walking with him. You you got you gotta you gotta you gotta see that the Lord has feelings. Now see, you would think that he wouldn't know that the Lord was there. But the Lord was right there with him. The Lord was trying to, the Lord was wanting him to spend time with him, pay him some attention, give him glory, give him honor, give him praise, um, give him credit for his life, give him credit for the food that's set before him, give him credit for this, give him credit for, he was wanting all of that. It's the little things that we don't thank the Lord for that helps, that help us, help us, that helps us to forget him in a big way. If we just remind ourselves every day by saying, Lord, while you're in the shower, Lord, thank you for this hot water. Lord, thank you for this bar of soap or this, this bottle of liquid soap. It's got conditioner in it. Make my skin feel good. Lord, thank you for this popsicle on a hot summer day. Lord, thank you for this ice cream sandwich. Just the little things that keep the Lord strong in your mind, his presence. Huh. It's just that no. little brick of thank you. That little brick that adds up to a big old wall of thank you. You see what I'm saying? Give me um give me uh Isaiah 65 and 2. Let's do that right quick. Everybody uh, done pretty much? Yes. Uh I have one more time. Okay, get that and then we'll we'll close with that. Yeah, Isaiah 65 and 2. Yeah, I'm enjoying this little chop up. Yeah, I mean, chop-ups, um, they point out a lot of things that uh, we missed in the message, you know, a, lo- a lot of times. Isaiah 65 and 2. Uh, don't read it yet. We want to let him finish. Uh, go ahead, Zephaniah. Uh, one, other, one other example of uh, the Lord showing Samson a sign of, that he needed to change his way of thinking was the test, uh, the riddle. That Samson gave. Samson was prideful in that too. That didn't have anything to do with strength. That had to do with intellect, with wisdom. But Samson was haughty in that too. He thought they would never figure it out. Samson thought his riddle was so cunningly made, so wisely crafted that they would never figure it out. Samson was quite proud of his riddle and his and his his uh, ability to put it together. And the Lord was trying to humble Samson by letting the Philistines figure it out through his wife. They figured it out through her so that Samson would humble himself down and, you know, realize that he's getting a little too haughty in himself. He, he, but no, when it says Samson just got, you know, he threw a fit, he got upset, and he just went and fulfilled his end of the deal by killing um, other, other, you know, their fellow kinsmen and giving them what they were promised, and, and it's you know it's very good that you should you should raise that point because you raising that point reminds me of something also. Samson had a strong disregard for respect of a woman because he just wanted to use them for sex. 
even though it was the heathen women, right? This is this is how the Lord, this is how the Lord does things, right? Let's say, okay, let's look at the let's look at the example of Samson, right? Samson was having all this lewd sex with these different strange uh, women, right, of the other nations, right? Is the Lord a righteous judge? Yes. Okay. So Samson was not, he just wanted to bang him and leave him. That's pretty much what it was, right? Because he knew he couldn't do it within Israel, right? It wasn't like Samson was trying to teach them uh, about his God or have them to align themselves with the laws, you know, don't wear that, you know, to take that off. He didn't, he, don't, he didn't want nothing like that. He just wanted to use them and dump them, pretty much, right? So the Lord, he looked at that. Even though, even remember the the woman that came to the Lord, the uh, the Canaanite woman that came to him, and, and he and, and he called her a dog. Yes. Yeah. You remember that? But then by her by her reply to him, he, she said, even the even the dogs can eat the crumbs from the master's table. He recognized. She recognized first of all his authority in Israel. Then she recognized that she was not his child. And because of those two things, didn't he heal her? Yes. Yes. Here it is. These women of the other nations were serving Samson, giving him good sex, giving him a good time. You think the Lord didn't consider that? The Lord considers everything. It don't say nowhere near where Samson brought them a gift, where he gave them extra money, anything to show that he was willing to give like they were giving. I just wanted to point that out because I think that the Lord, I I just want to point it out because they were rendering a service to him that made him feel good. And I think that because they did that, the Lord also wanted them to get something. But then they wound up getting some in the end that she wound up getting that money. She died because I think she was in that same place. Maybe she didn't. Maybe, maybe she took her. Maybe she took her a, a, a vacation and went to went to somewhere with us. She had twenty five thousand. She didn't want to be in there watching nothing. She wanted to get the hell out of there and go and have a vacation or something. I'm pretty sure she probably wasn't. She probably wasn't in there. She got twenty five G's. Matter of fact, twenty five five. She probably didn't want to. She probably said, "Hey, y'all, go ahead and y'all go ahead and do that thing with Samson. I'm, I'm out of here. I'll be back in about a month. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, so I mean, you know, uh, I think everybody, I think everybody was in there except for her. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know for sure. But you know, that's just up for grab. But um, yeah, I think that um, I think that that was um, I think that that was something the Lord considered how Samson treated the, all those women. He just wanted to bang them and leave them, basically. Only thing he could really offer them was protection. I'm pretty sure he would have protected them so he could have sex with them. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like you know, doing you know you know doing something special for them, I felt like his pride made him think, I don't need to do nothing special for her. She's just a piece of kitty cat. You know, I can give me another one. You see what I'm saying? Because that's how it is when your pride kicks in. You don't want to even consider. Um, even a small what would be what would be small in your eyes or or something that was a little less insignificant. He thought he was the stuff. He thought he was everything. 
uh, he thought women wanted him. Because remember, I, I told you that I bet um, he probably walked through Israel and, 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 and our women probably didn't give him the attention that he was looking for. You see what I'm saying? He probably wanted, he, he probably, and then he said, I'll go to the other nations in his mind. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably why he made that decision. Because you know how our women could be. Our women act like you don't even, she don't even see you. You know what I'm saying? You don't even exist. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's probably because, um, because of how his spirit was. He probably, did, he didn't have a humble spirit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it wasn't like he was attractive to like the women in Israel either. You see what I'm saying? Because if he's walking around like he's macho and all that and all this, that probably turned them off a lot, the most of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but you see what I'm saying? So that's probably why he knew he could go to the other nations and they'd be like, oh, you come on over here, big baby. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? They could, he could get that from the other nations. So yeah, I just want to throw that in there. Man. Uh-huh. You know, God, man, yeah. I see. I got experience in those fields. So, you know, <laughs> y'all could, y'all don't know nothing about that. You know, I know plenty about that. You know, but anyway, go ahead. Ah, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's why. See, that's the reason why Israel. You know, that's 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 why podcasts are so powerful because you can get things out there. You can pull so much out of a story when you got different minds. Different intellectual, powerful minds sitting around talking about that thing. You brought some powerful points out. You brought some powerful points out. I brought some powerful points out. When you when you have a group setting, that everybody can be used by the Most High. So we gonna close with Isaiah uh, sixty five and two. If everybody's done. Did you have anything else? Is that I'm done. Okay, what about you, Elijah? I'm done. Okay, let's close with Isaiah 65 and 2. We're going to read that together. Watch, you got it? Yes. Okay, let's read that together. I have I spread out, out my hands, hands all, all the day, day unto a rebellious people, which walketh in a way that is that was not good, after their own thoughts. Shalom, Israel. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you.